Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 75. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Wolverhill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Is this 75 still count as a milestone? Or should I just wait for 100 before I go like, wow, we hit 75? Uh, we're, since we're both wondering, it's it probably is Isn't, something, but... <laughs> I guess if we both have to like stop and think about it, it isn't enough of a is not enough of a milestone um, for that. Before we get any further, do want to thank today's title sponsor in Played Against Sports. You can find them out at the Topsy Lane Shopping Center in Carson City, your best place to go for all your new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can also check them out online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Jeff, it was an interesting weekend for uh, your host over here. Um, yeah, I'm looking at that interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, left hand's a little banged up. I am also left-handed, so that makes things a little interesting. Um, I sliced my my finger open pretty good. Not, uh, not just any finger. Middle finger. Yep. No, I had to had to give the old X-ray technician the bird in order to make sure there wasn't anything still still hiding in there. Um, honestly, just a fluke thing. I'm I'm all good for anybody wondering. Uh, I. Knocked, bumped a a glass jar, and in my peak athleticism form that I am at at 29 years old, I thought, you know what? I bet I can catch this before it hits the ground. Well, it broke in my hand and sliced me up pretty good. But uh, four stitches later, we are on the mend. So um, that happens, um, happens if you will. Uh, but no, all good, all good here. Um, uh, yeah, taking notes for the next few days. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we'll we'll make work. Make it work. Make it work. Anyways, we got I guess a little weather rolling in. Not to get you know too uh, boring here on you early on. Uh, it'll be a quick episode today. With uh, we got a lot of a lot of track and field updates for you. But as we we get into to regionals here, I think it's uh, pretty important that we we touch on that obviously we will have baseball regionals or play in specifically starting here in uh just a couple days on friday, friday. i was thinking it was thursday or friday on friday uh, that game will already be between carson and reed much like it was last year uh, those two teams play today we are taping this tuesday morning that game is today tuesday afternoon uh the winner essentially gets home field for that 8-9 playing game. We'll have the right to go play what appears to be Bishop Minogue. It's it's a little tight at the top between Minogue, uh, Reno, and Damani on the, the baseball side of things. So, uh, as always, you can find results for that at nevadaappeal.com uh, backslash news backslash sports. We had a track meet at Douglas High School as well uh, this past weekend. It was pretty much the uh, the final Final meet of the year before regionals as well. Um, that 5A, all the North regional meet will be at Reed um, this coming weekend. Some some pretty remarkable results there. I mean, obviously you were seeing a lot of times of kids who were really pushing to get that best mark for regionals for, for kind of that qualifying purpose. Um, you know, be remiss to not let you guys know that Bliss Moody went and broke another Douglas High school record. She's on the the record holding four by one team that was set at um, regionals last year was at state they were both at Reed last year but anyways they set that school record in the four by one 
On Saturday, she turned around and set the long jump school record with a clearance of 17 feet, 10 inches. That beat the previous record by uh, a whole two inches, which in the long jump is is no small margin. So, uh, She's con- a sophomore, right? She's a sophomore. So yeah. congrats to her. It will not be the last time you hear her name. There is definitely a, a feature story on the horizon about, about Bliss and, and what she'll be up to next year. Uh, but that's a that's a little bit of a early early tease i wouldn't say that's that's coming in the next week or two but uh certainly a an athlete down at douglas high to uh to keep an eye on uh, and she's she's pretty humble as well so so a fun interview for for me as well um she was also on the four by one team still with uh kaylee bradford who was also on that record setting four by one team from last year uh grace Trabala, a freshman and then elizabeth knighting as well that four by one team took second place some other really good results for the Tigers there, who as a team, I should, shouldn't should uh, skip over that. The girls won the meet as a team with 130 points, uh, beating Reno, and I believe the boys were second, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, second only behind Spring Creek, so a 3A team ends up winning on, on the boys' side. Uh, we, we'll get to Carson Track and Field in a second. I know they, they lost out on some points due to an injury um, at the at the meet this, this past weekend, but... Um, Ava Coons had a nice meet. She cleared five feet in the high jump to take third. She was also second in the 100-meter hurdles with a PR time of 17.01 and was seventh in the 300-meter hurdles as well. Her sister, Caitlin Coons, was third in the 300-meter hurdles um, and PR'd in that event as well as the 100 hurdles as well. Uh, Sophia Marshute and Megan Strand continued to just dominate the the throws. Uh, Marshute won the discus and Strand was third. Uh, they went three and four in the shot put. Uh, worth noting that Anella Mitchell for Carson was fifth in the uh, shot put, but was second in the discus with a PR throw of 96 feet, eight inches. So uh, congrats to her there. Mackenzie Fernandez and Rachel Bush also PR'd for Carson in uh, some field events, the long jump and triple jump respectively. And I'm skipping around just a little bit on you guys here, but... Uh, if we go through some more uh, girls' results, of course, the usual suspects for Carson Distance continued to to dominate between uh, Jenny Ponzak, Brianna Rodriguez-Nunez, Vea Minor, Hannah Budd, um, even Madison Hager got a new PR in the 800. Excuse me. New PR is redundant. Just personal record. Um, <laughs> sophomore Ann Davis set a career best time in the 100 hurdles. Uh, Kaylin Bluefield was fourth in the 300 hurdles. So, so some good stuff there. Surprisingly enough, I didn't get as sunburned as I thought I might at that at that meet. Usually, that's a that's an issue for me, uh, especially the back of my neck. Uh, it, it, nobody cares. I'm talking about myself way too much already on this on this podcast. But uh, you know, uh, should be a fun should be a fun regional meet uh, coming up this weekend. But that's about all I got for for track and field at the moment. Um, obviously, I'll run through boys' results here in a minute. I know. Carson's uh, Tristan Rutledge suffered an injury at the the Big George meet and um, unfortunately had to leave the meet. So best wishes and speedy recovery to him. I don't know uh, the extent of the details, but it did not sound did not sound great from the from talking to the the coaching staff. So I will leave it at that. But yeah, best wishes for a, a speedy recovery there. Uh, real quickly on the the boys side before I get uh, too lost in my my own thoughts here. The uh, Carson boys were ninth. As I said, the Douglas boys were second. 
Uh, Carson had some nice results from sophomore Jacob Winninger, who had a PR of 23.15 in the 200. He was also part of the 4x1 relay team that took third, along with Isaiah Hurlbert, Miles Freewert, and Emilio Lopez. Um, on the Douglas boys' side, Josh Nelson continues to impress as a sophomore. He set a PR in the 100, taking second place with an 11.41. He was just behind teammate A.J. Thurston uh, in the 200. Jackson Davis had an impressive 800 and 1600, where he was third and fourth, respectively. Dylan Spear Holub was a 43-2 in the 300-meter hurdles to take second in PR in that event as well. Uh, and then a few Douglas boys relays also did nice as well with the 4x1 winning that event, the 4x2 winning that event, and then the 4x4 taking first as well, and then the 4x8 taking third. Sorry, I had those backwards in my head. I was able to spit that out correctly, though. Um, Rock Gignac and Connor Jackson also did well in the uh Long jump with 19.6 and 19.3, respectively, going fifth and sixth. So uh, some good results. Plenty of stuff to keep an eye on through uh, regional track and field coming this weekend. There's always a ton of stories out of that. So definitely be sure to stay tuned to NevadaPeel.com backslash news backslash sports. Jeff, we talked a little bit about baseball and softball before we, before we started taping here. But obviously, we got Douglas on the softball side, we got Douglas sitting at the top. They've won 15 games in a row now. They haven't lost since March. Pretty much far and away the one seed. I, I don't know if it's officially locked yet, but I do believe it's it's pretty much up to them uh, to, to get that one seed. I mean, do you see anybody potentially uh, derailing that train, or do you think it's a, it's another Tiger birth to the, the state tournament? Well, they, they just seem so dominant, and they have depth, and dominance and depth are... Scary combo. It's a, it's a very scary Just combo. Roll right through that tournament. So, um, I'm I'm curious what the I, I realize that we are not being able to see out that far for a weather forecast. But this little bobble in the weather, this, and I realize that you know once you're dialed in, it, the weather doesn't really matter that much. But if it's doing weird stuff like it's been doing, if that's going to have any effect, and Duke and I were talking before that second field, if you. And there's there's a couple of winners bracket games on that second field, but anybody that's a right-handed batter, and if the wind starts blowing like normal at Carson, I think you're going to see a couple home run derbies. <laughs> hey, uh, not opposed. Um, it's it's. I mean, you think wind carries baseball? Wind carries a softball. Yeah. Like like it's nobody's business, especially on the smaller outfield. Um, yeah, we'll see how the weather kind of shakes out this week. It doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere either from the the forecast I was looking at. It seems like it's like lingering. We've got a, this is, this is a, do not take this as me knowing weather. It just happened to be that I watched a video on this, but it's called, I believe the, the front is called an Omega front. Cause it looks like the Greek Omega symbol, but in other words, cold on the West coast, cold on the East coast, hot in the middle. And the middle is going to work as a wall and nothing's going to move. And Yeah. So, that's a, the meteorology 101 <laughs> brought to you by behind the bench yeah. uh, on the softball side of things before I get too distracted with random weather thoughts uh, Carson softball kind of fighting for their life here uh, only eight teams in softball make the regional tournament eight of nine in baseball all nine make it so we'll get to that in a second Carson right now is the eight seed they play McQueen today um, that is a 345 start and a win 
it sounds like Jeff, from what you've kind of read into and talked to, a win would pretty much secure them in that that that's, eight seed. That's my understanding. Talking to Vic about it, yeah. Unless Reno goes on a, a tear, I believe Reno is right. currently holding that nine, that nine seed with Carson right. having a tiebreaker over Reno. So uh, if the centers can kind of take care of business this week or today, more specifically, then uh, that should get them into the regional tournament. Which, funny enough, they're going to end the season with two games against Douglas. Do that mean that? I only assume that means they get to go start regional play against Douglas. Yeah. (laughs) Eight plays one, right? Yep. And it would be, I mean, the benefit of it is that they're at home for that game, but Douglas is so strong right now. Yeah. uh, They beat Galena in two games this weekend uh, by a combined score of 32 to zero, 17, zero and 15, zero. Zora Simpson hit three home runs in those two games. She was four of six with five RBIs. Uh, Haley Wilkinson and Talia Trenton both homered twice each. So that's seven for those of you who keep track at home. Lillian Lee homered, Bree Williams homered, and Cam McClellan homered. So they hit 11 home runs in two games. Um, that's not to mention what they did in the circle where Talia Trenton threw a no-hitter through six, uh, was only one walk away from a perfect game. And then Mackenzie Willis, they only needed three innings in the 17-0 win, and she allowed just one hit with seven strikeouts in those three innings. So all in all, 18 strikeouts for, you know, a combined 27 batters for, for Galena. It's so, and, and we talked about this before, but it's so impressive to me that they're doing this in three innings. It's, I mean, those are huge numbers that you would expect over some kind of a time period. They don't have time. So Ron and I talked about this too. It's like, you got to let the other team hit the ball or you're there. There's no photos. You're, yeah. The, I can take a million pictures of the pitcher and they all look the same. You can't tell one pitch from another, but if if no one is fielding the ball, there's no photos. Yeah. So yeah. It, it gets frustrating. Yeah, no defensive photos there. Um would you see some more defensive photos on the baseball side of things oh, if you yeah. if you can allow me for a kind of rough transition uh there. But uh Douglas baseball currently sitting in the six seed spot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, coming in with a six and eight league record so far. Obviously, they have two games left um, with the baseball regional season starting a little earlier than uh, regional softball. I don't believe regional softball starts until the 11th, so I think that is toward the end of next week. If I'm, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. at Carson. Yeah. So uh, Douglas fell to Bishop Minogue. Uh, obviously, the one of the top three teams as we discussed in the North. That was an 11-1 loss in in five innings over the weekend. Um, their one run did come from uh, Sean Lemming, who drove in the run on a drop third strike that allowed the Keegan Snooks to come in from third. Jacob Davis was two for two in the loss. Thomas Young also had a hit. Um, Douglas, from the way I looked at it, could potentially jump up to the five seed if they went out and get a little little things working their way or lose out. They could fall to the seven seed. So. Uh, important seeding for Douglas, just especially to try to avoid um, playing those top seeds as as frequently yeah. as possible. It's so close. Mm-hmm. I mean, the teams are so close this year. It's it's really. I mean, obviously Reno and Minogue kind of inch out of the top, but that middle group is. It's like who do you really want to play, and you know, do you have the opportunity to make that jump? Mm-hmm. And that the tops kind of all beat up on each other too, because Minogue's got a couple losses, Reno's got a couple losses. Damani's played spoiler in a little bit. Now they're up to third place. Of course, you know, they got four or five losses too. So um, 
regional baseballs should be interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to the, see how that I, that shakes out. I think uh, the format is going to eat some teams up, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you four game, four days in a row that you're playing, and that's depth, depth, depth. Yeah, don't don't come at me with your takes about how we don't need an eight nine playing game. I've heard them all before. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yes. Well, an eight nine playing game with crappy weather is not. Sure, but am I going to be the one to say, hey, you senior there in high school, you don't get a last game? I'm really kind of surprised. Why? And, and this, we, we briefly talked about this with re- realignment. I, I don't understand why softball and baseball aren't doing the same thing. Do I think it's necessary to take all nine teams from regionals? No. No. But am I going to die on the hill of. There should only be six. There should only be six. Or there should only be four, even. Because I... Okay, fine. You know, great. You still get the same outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But, like, it, it's not... Sure, there there are upsets. And that's why you play it, right? Dayton was able to make the state tournament last year as a yeah. six seed in the regional tournament. That, that's why they're there. You don't want to take four. But, I don't know. I'm not here to... to s- squander opportunities of of high school athletes i don't i don't think that's necessary if you want to make a big stink about one regional game then by all means uh you can tweet it at me and i'll ignore you like i have done to multiple people who have tweeted that very same opinion at me um just real quickly running around some more uh more results sierra Lutheran track and field set 22 prs uh this week at douglas so they are uh, primed and ready to go for that that regional meet as well. Dayton also had a, a good regional meet, or excuse me, a good meet at the Big George invite, so they are ready to go. Carson softball, you know, as we were talking about looking to uh, kind of maybe potentially play their way into a, a regional spot and, you know, maybe, who knows, cause some, cause some noise in, in one side of the bracket or the other. They had, they got the bats alive this weekend on the road um, with a 11-7 win over Los Molinos. They scored seven of those runs in the sixth inning to come back and win there. Corinne Duran was three for five with a double and a triple uh, in that win. They also had a 6-4 win over Red Bluff and then uh, went down 7-0 to Chico uh, before coming back to lose 11-10. So uh, I don't know much about those California schools, but the, the bats did come alive, and I know that's the big thing from Vickery that they want the – the bats get going. That's kind of the best way for the senators to to hang in, hang in some of these games. Otherwise, that's kind of what we got this week. I mean, uh, nothing too crazy. If you see me out in a he's big not old, mean, he's not meaning to flip you. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. And not intentionally, at least. Um, well, maybe depends who you are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, one hand's a little bigger than the other, but uh, none, nonetheless, uh, not any pain. So that's that's what counts, I suppose. Um, you're sure your finger's still in there, right? Last I checked, yeah. Yeah, it, it bled enough, that's for sure. So uh, careful around glass. And uh, otherwise, thanks to uh, today's title sponsor, Play It Against Sports. You can find them in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can also check them out online at www.playitagainstsports.com. 
Jeff, you got anything before we get out of here? You can uh, be sure to pick up some photos from instaimage.com as well. And as always, be sure to stay tuned to nevadapeel.com backslash news backslash sports for all your latest here in the northern Nevada sports scene. Oh, forgot to mention before we get out of here, Carson High Girls Basketball, new head coach Steve in Nichols takes over. He spent last season at Dayton. Before that, he was at Pawalu Middle School. Uh, before that, spent time coaching on and off through um, various various different uh, outlets. So Carson High Girls Basketball has their next uh, varsity basketball coach there. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode 75, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.